Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Wisemen say reaction show Sunderland have just beaten Plymouth Argyle 2-0 at the Stadium Alight with goals from Lee Catamull and George Honeyman. I'm James Copley and I'm joined by Colin Randall for a Wisemen say debut from Salou Sunderland. How are you, Colin? I'm feeling pretty pretty good after winning 2-0. And how did you how did you view that game today? Well, we had to win because I think uh, Luton were winning last time I looked and Barnsley won easily. Um, I thought the first half we played well without always having much of a final edge and uh, the goal was very welcome. We lost our way a bit in the second half. Argyle, I thought, battled very well. Um, terrific uh, move for the second goal. It was a long time coming. Yeah, possibly the best performance at the stadium like this season, other than maybe Barnsley. I, I don't get to as uh, up, up from uh, London for as many games as I'd like, but that, that seems to be the consensus. Uh, sad to see Will still can't yeah, yeah. score goals from open play. And, and what did you make of Catamol and Honey? Uh, sorry, Catamol and Ledbetter in the middle. I think they looked uh, excellent Cat- again, didn't they? I think Catamol and Ledbetter, Ledbetter, um, Ledbetter in the middle are. A, a, a class act at this level. Yeah. Um, I, I thought, particularly in the first half, Ledbetter was superb. Uh, Catamol got that goal. It used to be a very rare thing to say. <laughs> Five um, league goals this but season. The wing play was terrific as well. Yeah. Uh, it was odd to see Lewis Morgan go off the boil so badly in the second half. Um, but it was a, you know, I, 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 I thought he'd bring on what more for him, and he did, and what more made made a difference. And, and pleased with Jack Ross today, his formation, his setup, his changes. Yep, I, I thought they were spot on. Cool. Thanks for your time, Colin. I'm joined in the press box by Sunderland legend Gary Bennett. Gary, what did you make of that today? Nice and controlled, wasn't it? Yes, especially the first 45 minutes. I thought we were very dominant in the first first half of the game. Um, in the second half. You know, you expect Plymouth obviously to come out and have a goal, especially when it was only 1 0. They're still in the game. Um, they come out and played a little bit more, um, had to go at Sunderland. But, um, you know, we needed that second goal. And I think once we got that second goal, they knew that Plymouth knew that the game was over. And what did you make of McGeady and Morgan down the wings? They looked a real bright spark to me today. Yeah, definitely. So I think you've seen from McGeady, you know, he can win your games. If he doesn't win your games, he can create the chances for you to win games as well. You know, it was always a threat on that left-hand side, especially linking up with um, Reese James. I think that partnership works very well. And, um, you know, you look at the first 45 minutes, you thought that Sunderland should have been going in at half-time, 2 or 3-0 up. One slight negative, no goal from open play from Will Grigg, but his hold-up play is very good, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. So I think he was unlucky today. It just wouldn't 
run his way or bounce his way today you know it was a fantastic turn especially in the first half but he, his shot was straight at the goalkeeper but he will get goals you yeah. can see that um, do you think we'll catch Barnsley? Yeah, I think we'll catch Barnsley as long as we keep winning. You know, yeah, you know, you look at Barnsley, tremendous result for him today, especially with the, when they went down to 10, 10 men. But you know, we've got a game against um, Bristol on Tuesday, then Wickham, and then you've got that big game against uh, Barnsley in midweek. I'm joined in the tunnel by BBC Radio Newcastle's Nick Barnes. Nick, a good performance. Yeah, overall, I thought it was. I thought they were resilient again. Um, I thought once they got their goal, you know, got their noses in front, got the goal. Some of the football after that was was brilliant. I think if you know, you look back at it, and they could have been in at half time three and a lot. Um, you know, Plymouth, I think, were struggling to deal with the movement around the penalty area. I thought they changed things in, in the break, and they would come out a different team. Plymouth, and they did. I think Sunderland then, you know, they, they slipped back into that that fear of only being one up and, mm, yeah. and and desperately trying to look for that second goal, and not really trying to find, not really finding a way of getting in behind. Plymouth as they had done in the first half and that, you know, credit in part to the way that Plymouth then set up mm-hmm. and, and played it in the second half uh, you always sense that was, you know, if someone could get the second it would be fine which is that it, that's what it turned out to be yeah. although, albeit it was late mm-hmm. um, but I, you know the, the, the management of games is, is, is looking good again you know? the, yeah, the yeah. fact they kept two clean sheets in a row now I don't think McLaughlin really had a huge amount to do he had a couple of saves to make but they never really got in behind mm-hmm. Sunderland. Um, I thought they looked a bit leggy in the second half, but um, that's perhaps understandable because I think the, the game was played at quite a high intensity. Mm-hmm. Um, but a big, big win with Luton winning, Barnsley. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know all the talk about Kiefer Moore missing, yeah. and then they go and win three 0 away from home with ten men. Yeah, so, yeah. and suddenly Portsmouth have hit form again. Um, so it, it was a big win in that sense to keep the pressure cranked up on yeah, Barnsley and Luton. I think, and, and I think there's a, a growing sense of. Um, so uh, that resilience and that self-belief and that confidence is starting to come through yeah, again yeah, yeah. now and at the Momen- right time momentum, isn't momentum. It? Yeah, just yeah. at the right time with a number of games left Honeyman's a player which or who polarises opinion the way people view Honeyman polarises opinion what did you make of him today? I thought he was I, I thought one he was of his, brilliant one of, his, one of those busy performances mm-hmm. again you know he chases players down he chases things down he's got his goal as well um, y- you know I, I, I like him in the team and I think you know, people reappraised him when that spell when he was out injured and realised what he does bring yeah, yeah. to the team and especially around the penalty area where you know defenders have got to start thinking when you've got players like Honeyman who, who are basically going to chase you down. They're not going to yeah. let you rest on the ball. I thought that was one of the interesting things about the day that there was a lot more pressure from the forward players in, in when Plymouth were going to try and play out of the back. They immediately tried to press and put, put them under pressure, yeah, yeah. try and force mistakes out of them. I thought Smith-Brown played well at right back for them actually, but... I thought he was quite composed and he put, you know, he got the ball out well. But on the whole, I think, you know, the levels of energy that, that the Sunderland are playing at—that's probably one of the reasons why that you know they do look tired at times. Yeah. But they do do seem to have now they're building in again this resilience. And, and Ross with a substitution spot on, bringing yeah, more on uh, to stretch and, the game. Yeah, and, it, and it's interesting he left it really late for, <laughs> you know, um, Wyke and, and Gooch to come on. But I think that again was look, nothing's actually going wrong here. Plymouth aren't actually getting in behind us. We've just got to see this out in yeah, a sensible yeah. manner, which is what they did. Cool, thanks for your time, Nick. Uh, Jack, well, a solid performance overall. Yeah, I thought we were, um, I thought we were very good first half, um, and then resilient in periods of the second half, while still carrying a threat. So, I, I think over the course of the game, we were well worth the win, and um, it's another satisfying afternoon for us. Especially a team that's in as good form as Plymouth are, and 
we're getting better to being resilient in that period as well. And I think the understanding that you can't dominate a game for 95 minutes. Um, and you have to be disciplined in your shape during that period, and, and they have been. And today's an example of how the importance of that, because of course, as the game goes on, you believe that you'll create, you start to create more opportunities at the other end again. We've spoken a lot about individuals this season. It must be great to um, to have such a, a complete team performance. Yeah, they were, I mean, it's difficult to um, to pick players out from today's game because they all played such an important part on it. Because even if I look at my two central defenders, even even in the period we were so dominant in the first half, that's been something that's been a little bit of an issue for us because we've had teams penned in and of course we we get thrown back the way quite easily whereas today I thought their concentration levels and their positional stuff was really good Tom and, and Jimmy and that allowed us to continually be on the front foot but yeah it's one of those afternoons particularly first half that's really satisfying because a lot of stuff comes together um, but again it's that nature of football you don't always get your, your absolute reward for it because if we had been further ahead at half time I think it would have been justified Unbeaten at home, scored in every league game. Everything seems to be seems to be rosy at the moment, doesn't it? <laughs> um, for this week, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's um, look, it's a, yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot of good. There's, players have done a lot of good things this season. Um, I'm reading in the programme today. Is it the best start clubs had the calendar year now as well? I was aware of that today when I was reading the programme. I'm in here about eleven o'clock in the morning, so a lot of time to fill. But that in itself is just testament to this group. Um, I was actually looking at the league tables this morning and, you know, looking at points totals. And the reality is you've got three, four teams in this league that have had unbelievable seasons, really, in terms of the points total to date. And they keep doing that. It's going to be one heck of a finish to the season. But no, there's a lot, a lot to take pride in what we've done so far, and particularly in this stadium, because it's a huge change. And um got, what, five league games here to look forward to. And, um, you know, to continue to to produce promises let people that come and enjoy it as well and hoping to take that level of performance into the Checker Trade Trophy semi-final as well yeah we can now start to prepare and look forward to that game we've not spoken about it at all because this game was a huge importance to us um, but we understand now the significance of Tuesday the prize at stake we've had to work hard in the competition to get to this stage we'll assess every deal in the next 24 hours because they put a lot into today's game as well see where we are and we've got a really tough week travelling wise as well with the away games so but I'm excited about it, looking forward to it. Um, you know, as I say, once the players, once they get this out of their system now, they'll, they'll be the same and, and they'll be desperate to get to that final. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Uh, we're outside the very windy uh, Victory Pub in Sunland. The... Uh the Indian summer's gone, hasn't it? Or whatever it was, or the global warming we're having. Um, yes. Global warming we're having. We're having. It's we're a having. seasonal thing. Is it not? 
Is it's it not? A, well, I, well, it's climate change. So I guess it's all, it's all, oh, well. it's all the time, isn't it? I know, but these, they have cold days, so that means it's, <laughs> it's not global. Broadly fine. Anyway, Sunderland 2, Plymouth Argyle nil. I'm here with Rory Fallow and Mr Sunderland AFC, Mr Sunderland himself, uh, Michael Loff. Um, right, how was that, everybody? Yeah, it was great, it was fun. Um, first half especially, really... Um, it was similar to when we were at our best in the Gillingham game and we were flown forward quite well. Definitely should have been more than 1 0 at half time, especially if Greg had put his chance away just before. I felt a bit sorry for him actually because it was a great performance from Greg again. That's what we keep saying about him, like his all round play is fantastic and he's been unfortunate not to get a goal. But there's just so many players I think you could single out for performance. It's one of those just such complete team performances where everyone's in sync, where it's everyone could have a different opinion of man of the match and you can't really argue with it but Catamore and Ledbit are outstanding again in control in the base midfield seeing Lee Catamore wheel away in celebration scoring at the north stand the absolute boy <laughs> the absolute boy that is like that's why we I, come I, to these games I thought like getting relegated to, to League One was worth it because it meant I got to love Chris Maguire but seeing Lee Catamore <laughs> score at home twice in the space of what like 10 days that makes it all worthwhile Um but ahead of him, McGeady, brilliant for the assist. Well, not quite an assist, but for uh, Honeyman's goal. Who himself, Honeyman, had a really good game. And um, another shout-out to the centre-halves as well. It's another clean sheet for them. And, you know, we all know about Freddie the dartboard, that he's quite dangerous. I know he had a fitness test before the game. but Didn't really do much. Flanagan had him in his pocket yeah. all game. Yeah. Like, absolute job on him. So, just a really, really good team performance. And I see the Lugo 9 song going again, because fully deserved. Looking great at right-back as well. Mickey, did you start that Luco 9 song? I can't say I started it, but I'm not really a chance starter. I'm one of these people that I kind of hear chance. That does surprise me. You're not you're a, a follower more than a leader. That oh, really does. Stood next to you in a way game. <laughs> we went to Birmingham last season and you were trying not uh, you were definitely trying to instigate, I would say. Yeah, but I'm more kind of uh, I have a good ear for a chant. So I can hear, I can hear you like a connoisseur. Yes, maybe. <laughs> and I will decide. Like I will decide uh, whether this is worth yeah. my vocal range. So uh, are you more like when when one man, yeah. sort of woman. Sorry, that was that's a bit of everyday sexism. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. If one person, one supporter, one massive lads fan, sort of, you hear that one voice. Are you the one to sort of one yeah. true voice? Take the ball and run and drive forward. The, the Aidan McGeady sort of picking up just inside the opposition half. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I kind of um, I interpret the chat and decide whether it's um, whether it's worthy of fair airing and if it's not. So if you think that ridiculous, you're the one for me. Suddenly, absolutely not. I'm not getting involved with that. But if it's the one that I like, yeah, I'll pick it up. I'll carry it and I'll try and. You might yeah. like um, what's his name in Gladiator? Del Toro? Is it Del Toro? When he does the uh, oh, yeah, up or yeah, down yeah. thumb. And oh, he would, I will decide. Everyone in the south stand turns to Mickey Lott and just like, is, well, is this worth it? But was the Luco Nine chant worth it? Yeah, without question. Um, I'm, I'm struggling for words because I think Rory's basically given the summary of the game that I was going to give. Oh, shall we sack it? But, <laughs> but, um, but no, I just um, I think the important point to pick up on was from a lot of our games this season, it's been a not great team performance. It's been a bit disjointed, but individuals have bailed us out. Right. Whereas today, I feel, especially in the first half, it was a really fluent, cohesive team performance. And I think that's the best we've played at home for a long, long time. Possibly since the Barnsley game, I'd even go as far to say our first half as well as we've played. We created the chances, like you said, Rory, we could have been 3 0 up. I felt a bit sorry for Greg for that chance he had because although I'm in the South Stand, I didn't get a great view. It looked as though the keeper was out on him. He was an excellent save. Yeah. I mean, I was, I was in the northwest corner and he did everything right. He, did, he spun on the ball, turned, and he looked, when the keeper saved, he looked up and was like, well, there's nothing 
But on Will Grigville, what I really like about them is you don't get any kind of like Danny Graham or Joe Shelterdor vibes about them, which is always a good thing. Um, how, do, how do you mean by that? Because um, head down, kind of. You know, because he just keeps doing the right things, yeah. and if you do the right things, usually success follows. Okay. Um, whereas with um, like Danny Graham, I'll say that like Charlie White, he's currently going through what I call a Danny Graham and Joe Shelterdor spell, where you look at them and you think, how have you ever scored like a goal before? He just doesn't look as though he's doing anything right. So even the day when he came on, White, he was only off the pitch a couple of minutes. But I've never seen a man so talented and mistiming a jump for a header like he does. It's always about two seconds too late when he goes up for it. Yeah. But Will Grigg, like I say, he plugs away, he does the right things. And one game, I do thoroughly believe it'll just fall for him and he'll probably score you a hat-trick. Yeah, yeah it's, he's, he's got a good habit of whenever a ball goes up to him, we get something from yeah. him. Like, it's, it's unreal. Like Even if he just doesn't actually go for the header, he knows when to duck out of it. And he's very aware of what's around him as well. One player we've actually not touched on is Lewis Morgan. I was just about to only rob me bloody question. Yeah. God, I'm, I'm, I'm stealing everyone's done yeah. that day. But he, uh, I, I want to say he was. Uh, I I called for him to be uh, start instead of Watmore this week, and he was absolutely fantastic yeah. that first half. He had that. Um, was he playing on the right wing? So he must have that left back's life. But he was just every time he got it, he just. You can tell that's a player that's been picked up by a team like Celtic. You can yeah. see why, if you're playing at St Mirren and a, a team like Celtic come along and say, oh, we'll have you, and you can see why. Just looked really confident as well, didn't he? That ball to McGeady for that chance. What he should have, again, there's your, your three clear, as well as Catamore's goal, there's your three clear cut chances to have gone 3 0 by half time. But that was just out of nothing, and he just looked so confident. And I, he, it was like sort of. He looked like McGeady, the way he was carrying it's himself lo- in that first half. He was carrying that lovely sense of arrogance. Yeah, that that's you what I mean. Like, I'm better than and you. Like he must be learning from McGeady just to have this. Like you are better than these. And players. I think he benefits from you know the opposition. No right, we've got to double up on McGeady. We've got to double up on Greg. So it's going to open up space for him. And as well, they, that's probably the side of the minute and now a team that is the unknown quantity of who's going to start. It's going to be yeah. what more? Gooch, Morgan. So it must be harder for the opposition to prepare on that front. That's a very nice little hair ruffling. Thing. Oh, yeah. It must be hard for them. Really We've just hard. got so much. Oh, 50, you, you brought a big flag up. Oh, <laughs> that was cute. Oh, lovely getting back home tomorrow. <laughs> In fairness, if a player like that, the will steal. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> that is true. Like, but again, it's, it's a good point. Like, they've been in really good form coming into this game. Oh, really good form. <laughs> but as were it, Bristol Rovers. There's actually two Plymouth fans sat at the table yeah, quite near us. And, right. and, and, and also that fella's dead sound. I'm just waiting for the glare. <laughs> but the, the, the actually nice point I was going to make was that's two sides in two weeks we've played who were in Are really good form. You've already voiced them, aren't you? Well, because the, the, the wind stopped. stopped the, the wind, wind stopped. A lot of Plymouth fans have surrounded me now. It's an audio meeting. Pitchforks out everything. But two two games in two weeks where we've played sides who are in really good form. Bristol Rovers, I think, same. and only lost like one in ten or something. Oh, yeah, one in ten. Same for Plymouth, and we made both of those sides look like absolute mugs. Yeah. Like if you looked at the difference in class between the two sides, it was it was top of the league versus very bottom of the just, league. This one thing I do want to touch upon, and it's a it's been a bugbear of mine for a while. It's I miss having a team of bastards because. The first half, one of our players, I can't remember who it was, but on the side, he got absolutely cleared out. McGeady. And, oh, yes, yeah, and yeah. it was a yellow card offence all day long. Yeah. And our players seemingly did nothing. And it's, it's, a, it's a minor issue, but when it comes to the, 
and it's not that much at home, but you saw when like Luton got that penalty, they all crowded around the ref, and when uh, Max Power got sent off at Warsaw, it's for me. I, I, I don't know. I think our players are too nice sometimes, uh, too respect it too much. I'm not sure. Like, I mean, you're right, but they are being too soft now. But I remember early on in the season we played Doncaster, and that was essentially a bloodbath. That. And we really, we rose from our challenge and we were like shithouses ourselves. But as I say, I don't really know where that's gone. Just to take it back to Lewis Morgan, who I was talking to Rory at the bar, and like, this isn't a particularly um, up-to-date reference, so I do apologise for our uh, younger audience, but um, the other Harry Enfield... And you're like 12. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean I'm only... the youngest one. Yeah, you're the youngest yeah, one. Yeah, I'm only... 30 years, man. But I mean, but there's people who will listen to this podcast, man, who weren't even alive at the turn of the millennium, you know what I mean? So, even by my standards, they're young, but the point I was going to make is... But then, if people seen them, like Association of Football, that's Harry Enfield and Chum sketch, where Charles Charlie Charles on the wing gets a ball and it's literally glued to his foot. Yeah. That was the way Lewis Morgan was playing in the first half. Like, it doesn't matter how hard the ball's kicked him, he was just killing it stone dead. And even when people were trying to get the ball off him, I loved your like, kind of analogy on the podcast the other day when it was like, you know, the embarrassing little gimps thing when we gave yeah, you some throwing the snowballs. But Lewis, that, that was what Lewis Morgan was like yeah. today. He was kind of like, are you really trying to get the ball off yeah. me in this tight space? Like, there's three of you, man. What are what you doing? Why is it even attempting? Yeah, 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 same accent. What are you doing? Embarrassing. Disgusting. So we've got Bristol Rose on Tuesday. You're going down, aren't you, Mickey? I'm going down, Got cup fever already. You've got cup fever. You staying over as well? I'm not staying over, me. I'm coming no. straight back. But um, yeah. Are you excited? Are you, do you think we're going to do this on Tuesday? Yeah. I, I, yes. I think I think we've just got that momentum. I think even for the rest of the season now, like I was sort of like my nerves were going a bit, and especially after the Akron game, yeah. being like, oh, it's going to be playoffs only. And I know we, we are still out with the. Um, we're not in the top two yet, but we win that game in hand, or if we beat Barnsley as yeah. well. And, it's all in our hands and we're just looking solid again is it is, I know we, we want we want to sort of like get that hammer and I thought it might have maybe happened today but That'll we do. are we are do. we are looking just really solid at the moment yeah. so it's, I, it's, I just feel like momentum's with us Wembley finals happening so and it, champions not just all oh right you've gone, you've gone from I've gone full Craig Clark I've gone full Media <laughs> we're gonna win the bastardly <laughs> it's a it's quite interesting because after that run of fixtures where we had uh, Blackpool, Accrington and Gillingham and everyone's a bit like, oh, we should have... If we won all then, Christ! I know, yeah. Well, it's like, eight on the, like six on the bounce. But it shows, the, import- it's, it, it shows the importance of... On brand. I, I, said, I said this on one of the pods early in the season. I think it's when we were going through that. When we had those draws against like Fleetwood at home and Oxford. It's the same kind of run. S- similar sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. But I was saying at that time, well, it's about just keeping yourself in a position to have a run of games touch, to, to, pu- to push yourself into the, the top two it, you know it's what we did under Roy Keane we did, did it to a lesser extent under Mick McCarthy when we got promoted and it does happen quite a lot and we're in that position now and it, we, it does, we're just not losing yeah, yeah exactly lose. and, and it makes those draws arguably look all the more important that yeah. we didn't lose and we came back from losing positions against you know against Blackwell and obviously against that and it come from two goals down we're in, we are in a really good position now and if we can just keep this momentum going like I say, it's totally in our hands. Just to bring the conversation back to the Czech Trade Trophy, what would everyone do in terms of team selection on Tuesday? Do you go full strength? I, or do you, uh... Um, personally, yeah. I mean, no. Um, I know it's one of these things where you have to, like, where some managers give, like, a bit of credence to the, the, the players that have got them there, you know, putting Reuter in net or Sturk in the centre half and all that. But fuck that. It's like, yeah. you have. This is the chance. Yeah. Everybody, like, it's bad because I've already been 
thinking of like, how am I going to get away? Yeah, like, yeah, do I need yeah, to yeah. cancel the hotel or My whatever? My dad has everything ready to go. Exactly. Should the fine, and it's when just, the final whistle goes, if we win, to just book now. It's just no, I don't want any, there's no form of sentiment to any of the players. It's, it's a cutthroat business yeah. and we have to go to Wembley. Yes. Lee, we Lee, Lee, how he said this on, on yeah. Monday's pod as well. Did. Uh, there might be necessary changes because of fitness and whatever. And you, understand if maybe someone like Catamol comes out the side because yeah. he's just come back to fitness. McGeady maybe as well you might want to protect a little Because they're bit. gonna they're gonna be well up for it as Absolute, well. Bristol absolutely like they, they're gonna want a trip the trip to Wembley like you know it's a, it's a chance to God again this sounds very I don't mean this is in a hair ruffle patronizing yes, way. Yes you do yeah, yeah, a little bit a little bit but the check a trade trophy is Arguably more of a big deal for someone like Bristol Rovers than it is for us. Uh, well, I don't know. You know what I mean, though. Like we 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 were in the League Cup final quite only five well five years ago a day. Yeah. Funny enough, Bristol Rovers probably aren't going to get something like that. Whereas we could realistically get but, something like, like that the, again. And we've had we've had those those cup finals. But then you saw it on Tuesday night when Berry played. I'm not belittling it, by the way. No, I'm desperate for us to get no, there. No, desperate no, for us to win. I'm just saying, if you're going down that route, it's like. Portsmouth won the FA Cup and they were going hell for leather against true. Berry. Uh, yeah, true. And like true. Berry smashed them for um, for a half. I just and mean then, in, the, in, in the case of that, Bristol Rovers aren't going to be like doing this by half. So I think in the ball, oh we no, need no, they're going to be it's well it's massive. It. In for them. terms of a change, I wasn't really suggesting the fact that obviously whole skill ones, but I was just thinking more of maybe putting Max Power in or getting Gucci yes. involved. Get, like, well, that's the thing because this, the depth in exactly, our squad exactly. you can rotate it like yeah. that. We, we were talking about that on Thursday. Like, there's so many like. I know he's got a knock, but of year wasn't McGeoch wasn't in the squad. Bolden wasn't even in the you squad. You mean the McGeoch, the best player, the best player, player yeah. midfielder. It was like the best midfielder, <laughs> apart from Grant Ledbetter and Lee Catamore, who were just like, keeping them out of the team. Absolute yeah. boyos. <laughs> Six out of ten, McGeoch. But yeah, no, this is not the place for negativity or digs to anyone. Um, After you've just had a dig at negativity, it was Tom that brought it up in the first place. I just I, don't, I just don't get this idea of uh, how players get better. Longer they're out. I called the Fraser Campbell syndrome. Yeah, David oh, Myler as Kevin well. Kyle. Oh, David Myler I'd have gone Different for. generation. Me, me and Mickey had the whole connection going on there. Yeah, yeah, the, thing, nice. the thing with Kevin Kyle, though, he was actually <laughs> he, was actually, <laughs> he was actually really good for a season under Mick Matt, where he scored 15 goals before yeah, the injury. Yeah. Stewart. So yeah, so at least he'd done something to warrant that. Whereas I think um, Fraser Campbell scored about two league goals for us before the injuries. But suddenly he came back. He scored a world against Norwich, and Stuart Pearce puts him in the England squad. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Uh, do we have anything we need to plug? Um, I, well, the Terry Butcher pods will be out yes. soon, probably. All uh, the boyos went down to uh, all went down. Ipswich. Gareth took his fleece to Terry Butcher's house. <laughs> <laughs> it looked um, look, look quite a uh, nice blur rug. Yeah, on the table. but no, it's Gareth's fleece. Um, but no, by all accounts from what they what they were saying in our group chat, apparently he was. Uh, dead canny blog and really good um, insight and stories so look forward to that coming out soon and the Monday pod we'll be back yeah, on Monday be, um, for stuff it'll be good to hear Butcher's side of the story because obviously it was, it was a period of our time which isn't really touched on a lot and a lot of fans kind of get on his back a little bit so we'll be good to hear his side of the story about everything nah, that'll do all the best so I'm joined in the victory by Sunderland fans Archie, Nick and Neil how are you doing lads? Very good, very, very happy. Good. You only three points. And what did we make it again? Uh, I thought we were completely dominated in the second half. I Plymouth were never going to score. That was two chances, but um, there was definitely a goal coming. Second half was a bit more flat, but uh, three points. You can have to get them when you're in the position we're in, anyway. Best performance of the season at home? Possibly, yes. Uh, going back to that uh, Tuesday draw with. Uh, who was at the beginning? Anyway, um, 
I thought Ornan was uh, looked a very improved player, um, and McGee really put a very solid performance in under the match for me. And who impressed you today, Neil? I th well, he says. Um, no, ex-Celtic player. I thought he could. I thought he could have done a lot better, a lot better. Um, but in the day, it was the points, not the performance. We're getting to the stage of the season where, which where it does worry me. We need the points. It's not the performances anymore. I mean, uh, we're, we're unbeaten, unbeaten at home, and we've scored in every league game. So, I mean, I know we had a, a frustrating run of draws, but it's it seems to be there for us, doesn't it? Well. We're not losing, but we're, we're losing it. We're dropping a lot of points, and it is a bit of a concern when we come to playoffs. I'm not sure if, looking at that team, if we're a playoff team, if you know what I mean, if that makes any sense. Not like a cup team. Like a knockout team, if you know what I mean. So I hope we can just keep on winning. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not interested in the performance if we can keep. And to be honest, I'm not bothered about the game against Bristol midweek. I'd rather, I'd rather go up than go to Wembley. Archie, you must be bothered about. You must be bothered about that game, surely. Yeah, um, I don't think it's the best opportunity we'll get in a long time to say something enough to a couple of Wembley. So when we're in this league, we've got to make the most of it. If, um, we've definitely got a much better chance of winning there than the playoff final. So. Yeah, I think it'll be a good experience if we get to that final. Do you think we'll go up automatically? I hope, yes, I do. Um, I think last time we spoke, with, uh, we were talking about three games in hand. Now we've got one game in hand, that won't get us top, but it'll get us second. I think Jack Ross really does want Tuesday out of the way and then concentrate on the league. Um, I'm three times unlucky at Wembley, Neil is four times. I'm, I'm one, so <laughs> maybe Archie will be the lucky charm if we're getting Well, he's one. Oh, he went to one since Yeah. <laughs> But I, I, I truly think it's going to be a, a double, if you like, this season. Not the championship, but promotion and cup win. Promotion and cup, I think everybody would be happy with that. Thanks for your time, lads. Cheers. Cheers, thank you. I must have told you before. My dad was the apprentice of Dogsmiths. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.